Hi. It's really nice to be here with you. It's very nice. And thank you so much for being with me throughout this journey. Before you experience anything you truly have no idea, you can imagine or research or ask around or educate yourself as much as possible about what that experience might entail, but until you actually experience, when you do, you realize you really had no idea. And that experience might be the one and only teacher there is. Because when you experience something, it's, it's almost as if anything or everything that you had expected is, um, I guess at one point in the experience you learned that you can't expect anything. This journey of awakening has been like that in, in many ways and everything that I once believed in has literally fallen away and it's only fallen away through experience. So many things that I was attached to and I was able to discover through experience just how many things I was attached to. And I know that I'm not the only one. When I started to uncover literally how many ideas I had about myself, what I should be doing, how I should conduct my day, and even beyond that, just so many ideas about everything and anything about myself. When I really started to uncover these, it just seemed never-ending. It just seemed like there were hundreds and hundreds of ideas. I, I don't know how many. But every day so far, in the last few months, I've, I've been able to experience at least one and have it disproven through my own experience. And I think things only truly fall away when we get to experience that they are not true. That through our own experience, what we believed becomes what we no longer do. So I'm incredibly, incredibly, incredibly lucky and blessed in this lifetime. I know this because I very well could have lived with each and every one of these ideas I had for so long. But it was my time in this lifetime to uncover everything that was false 
And even that which is false is still an expression of the divine because it's true only until it is disproven through your own experience. Everything is valid at some phase, at some stage. And even the same human beings experience. So of course it's valid for each and every single human being's experience. And so as I come full circle around in this journey, I, I've gone through so many phases now to realize that each day is different, as in I really can't hold any expectations that one day it it may just be me and the isness looking and experiencing from the same place. And it truly always is. But there may be less identification on that day or less pull of the identity. On other days, maybe the day right after, the pull of the identity might be stronger and it's only the memory of yesterday that causes and creates the comparison of today and so I know I have to drop that one too because that one itself is a problem and in this way everything that I've experienced is literally I'm coming around full circle just to realize that even having thoughts of I hate them or screw them or for lack of a better word. But everything ultimately is the self and it's just everything comes and goes and it's all just experiencing But the one thing that never changes is the one thing that I can never forget now. And that's that there is a place within that is completely undisturbed. Completely uninterested. That sees and witnesses all, yet its job is not to witness. It just is. And when I find myself getting caught in the manifestation of thought or playing some belief out, playing some idea out as if I am that, as if I can't see myself out of that, I remind myself that there is a place within that perceives all of that. And in a way, I'm unbelievably grateful because I'm given this opportunity to, to train my attention to this place 
This place that never changes. At the same time, in coming around full circle, I get to not have judgment for any, any thought or way or idea or belief because I recognize even at this stage, if I can call it that, but having experienced as much as I have in this journey of um, waking up since, since experiencing the ultimate truth. And now, back again, experiencing thoughts of hatred almost, or experiencing thoughts that I haven't experienced in a while or experienced near the beginning of this journey or sometime even before it started. I realize how important it is because it teaches me not to give value to any kind of thought from the most pleasant or beautiful to the most ugly. And so neither of those really exist anymore. The self isn't affected by any of these, any kind of manifestation within the mind or outside of the body. It's just unaffected. And I think it's important for me as well because if I hadn't had the experience that I'm having now, then I probably would have remained with the impression that that these thoughts will never come, will never again come. The worst kind of thoughts that I have had, or really at least unpleasant ones or ones that aren't kind. I've realized that I have to drop my own judgment of these of any kind of thought and surrender fully to the fact that they that they are just thought and I realize the importance of that because I'm going to encounter these kinds of thoughts and expressions everywhere in beings around the world even at home. I will encounter every single kind of expression of a human being. And so I need to know, I need to experience that everything is the self. That truly there are no even this concept of beautiful thoughts or unpleasant thoughts that even that isn't real. And 
I'm so grateful that in my that in my journey I've I've been able to shed so many concepts and ideas that I didn't even know I held that I've only been able to because this lifetime for me has been for the truth. It's been for for freedom and I was just thinking about yesterday how early in my life I I I started shedding attachments pretty early. My dad died when I was 11 and I remember before then I I must have been attached to material things, possessions. And after he died, I lost interest in them. The things that lay on my headboard, right next to my bed. My headboard had a kind of shelf built into it and I had all my favorite possessions there and stuffed animals and my favorite pens and this pocket foldable mirror that that I got as a souvenir one time when we took a trip, a road trip to Florida. After he died, I lost interest in all these things and I just kind of sat there. And so I thought about, was thinking about yesterday, how my my attachment to material things left pretty early in this life. I think that was one of the first things to go, one of my first attachments to go, if not the first. And I was thinking about my mom as well because, because when my father was alive, he would, he would take her shopping to Bloomingdale's and buy her fur coats and my mother used to go shopping, go gold shopping. Um, in stores and I remember going with her as a child and she had a vault in the bank just with all her her gold jewelry so my mother had a lot of possessions and I remember a few years ago when I went home to visit her and um, I was ironing before we were going somewhere And I think I may have offered to iron one of her outfits, her outfit that she was actually going to wear. And I burned an enormous hole right through it. And I felt so terrible for it. And she was just kind of like, what's wrong with you? Why, why are you so upset? It's just a, she's, she's I have another one right here. Like she couldn't understand why I was making such a big deal out of it, I guess. I think the passing of my father really, um, I think after that it was just, it was, just wasn't true to hold on to anything material. And I guess that's something that, that we both experienced maybe.
As I got older, I struggled with many attachments. My appearance, my relationship, my religion, my education. These were just the big ones. But there were so many that I only uncovered in the last few months. So many attachments to ideas, just just ideas in my everyday, like um, like I I need to um. Once I started exercising for a year, I thought I needed to to exercise. Um, I was attached to the idea of exercising. I was also attached to the idea of writing, and I realized that for both of these, I even attached to the idea of doing this podcast. And for each of these, I went through a period of time where I I had to experience not doing them in order for me to to experience not being attached to them, not needing them. And then, I don't know, it's just been so, so crazy in this journey how I've come back to everything in my life, but it's just in a different way that I, I no longer podcast or write or exercise because I feel like I have to because I rely on it for something. I think the biggest difference now is that I don't rely on anything because I've found something within. That is the ultimate truth of everything. And it's truly only the experience of the ultimate truth or the experience of anything that would cause you to abandon what you believed in or was attached to before you truly have to experience something different and I'm incredibly grateful and just so so blessed that I've been able to experience the opposite of of all my attachments at least the ones that just involve me Just me and my in my everyday. Thinking that I have to um, either I have to teach or I I'm like that's my my mission or completely not knowing what is my mission, completely not having a mission at all. I've literally just dislodged detached from every idea that I've ever had. And I remember days in which I, just my my pull of ego, my ego identity was so strong that, um, that I, I couldn't 
control it. I found myself not being able to control it in my mind. But just the fact that now I know that something is always there that is observing everything. That is actually playing as this. Allowing me to experience this and allowing itself to also experience this, all of this. And I think that's been the, the greatest peace for me. Peace is in, well, both meanings. The greatest peace of, of this journey has just been to detach from any idea that has been holding my beingness hostage. Because when you're attached to any idea... It constricts you. It is a literally a constriction within your being. It it holds you hostage. It it you are in bondage. When you think that you have to do something or you have to be a certain way. And I've come to experience this within my being and I continue to even as I feel the the pull of identity um that causes my attention to go um, towards it. And I, and I can actually experience the tightness within my body and, and increasing levels of subtlety in this tightness. Even, even the personal identity that seems pleasant within me, it, it still has a sense of constriction, a sense of tightness, which... I can actually compare between just the the natural that and the natural state. The natural state is just effortless. And I'm really grateful um just for for each experience because I realize that um I realize it in my body. I realize how it feels in my body. I realize how it you know I what that experience is like in my mind I can now see everything all the thoughts that were probably my habit of thinking for up until this point maybe or that I had picked up at some point in my life and I'd been operating from for I don't know how long but I now see everything Nothing goes by unseen. And the kiss or the sword of truth, this is the effect of that. That once you experience the, the kiss of the divine, then that sword of truth is, it is within you. It is revealed to you. It just becomes a part of you. And then it just starts one by one. Everything comes to the surface. And everything that is true, <laughs> everything that is false, falls away. And only the true remains. And that process is a glorious one and a beautiful one. 
And it takes time. For several reasons. One, because we need to experience. We need to experience so that we know. We know what this is. We know what the difference is. And so also that we come to love and we come to this, this discovery grows in its value for us. That we truly come to appreciate and love it. And I've realized in times when I ask from my person to please dissolve me. When I do that out of fear, because it's some state in my mind that is unpleasant for me that I'm experiencing, I've started to add, if I find myself saying that at that time, please not out of fear, not out of my fear, because I know that in life, any, any truth, any change that we truly make, that is truly made, doesn't come from a place of fear, it comes from a place of love. So I ask and allow myself to grow deeper and deeper into this love that I've found within for this ultimate place of seeing, of being, of nothingness that I allow myself to, to go more and more, to sink more and more into it. And there are perhaps parts of me still that may be afraid and there's still a pull of identity that I experience. So I'm sure that that part of, of me is quite afraid to die. But all of that is seen and it makes no difference to me. None of this makes any difference to me. And it's only because I've experienced the true place of seeing and that's what it is ultimately. It's, it's this place of love that when you have discovered it, when you have found it, does anything else matter? When you fall in love with your beloved, does anything else in the world matter? So I want to ask you the same thing. If and when you should discover this ultimate truth, which you will in some lifetime, and the storms still come, maybe they still brew in your mind, but you have discovered the highest gift of all time, that which is timeless itself. Will anything in time matter for you? Will anything that comes and goes truly matter? So focus not on what comes and goes what is ephemeral in nature. 
Focus instead on the unchanging. What you have discovered. Focus on the place that is unaffected by any change, by any expression, yet it gives rise to all. Nothing truly matters. And nothing is the only thing that matters. <laughs>